Louise It to Beaver. Starring Louise Gasman and John Richardson as the co-host. Hey, hey, boys and girls and everything in between. You're listening to Louise It to Beaver. And I am your co-host, Louise. I am the other co-host and my name is John. How are you? How was everybody? How's everybody doing out there? Yeah. Hello, Internet. Hello, Mayfield. Hello, Mayfield. Undetermined location uh, somewhere in the United States of America. Um, Debate it all you want. (laughs) There was something. Don't make us play. There was something that was going around recently that was, I think it's on. on the Wikipedia page for the character of Ward Cleaver. And it says that Ward is originally from Shaker Heights, Ohio. Mm. So Ohio is canon as being a state that is involved with this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that where Ward has roots, and it acknowledges that there is a neighborhood in Ohio called Mayfield. Hmm. Yeah. So anyway, does for said what it's worth, Ohio neighborhood have palm trees? You know what? <laughs> you know what, Louise? My neighborhood in Oregon has palm trees. What? Not like all over the place but some people's houses they just have palm trees and it's like what are you doing what are you doing that doesn't seem native no it is not (laughs) uh so but we are not here to talk about palm trees or ohio we are here to talk about season one episode 17 the paper route the paper route yeah uh general impressions I mean, as general as I can be, I love it. I gotta say, it's it's got like so many standard Leave it to Beaver tropes. It ticks all of my favorite episode boxes. Something that, that I thought about is like, we're 17 episodes in, and how many of these episodes so far have the boys wanted to own something and needed to raise money for it. Half of them? Probably. I mean, we could we could count it out, but probably half of them. It's absolutely bonkers. I mean, in Water Anyone, uh, Beaver sells water, and that's for the baseball uniforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the unaired pilot, they are... Uh, that was for a contest, but they were collecting bottle caps. Is that what it was? Bottle caps, yeah. yeah. Milk jug bottle caps, yeah. Yeah. Um, the perfume salesman... Yeah. They're selling perfume because they want the projector. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just like... The clubhouse? Didn't the, the boys cl- have to somehow like get money together for the new uniforms? Uh, oh, wait. And they didn't want to let Beaver in the clubhouse? Maybe? I thought that They'd water anyone was the baseball... Oh, maybe it was. Uniform. Anyway, the clubhouse... What was that one? What was Beaver selling there? That was the spit off my bridge. That's right. But I don't remember what the... To get enough money to pay his initiation into the club. Oh, that's right. Something real dumb. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) 
This episode starts off in a very different way for anybody who listened to the end of last week's episode where we teed it up for our, our typical um, Hugh Beaumont uh, little parable about what's going to be going on in, in that world. This one starts off early. Oh, wait, before we get to get to that, we got to talk about TV Guide versus John and Louise. Oh, TV Guide. Okay. Uh, season one, episode 17, The Paper Boy. No, The Paper Route. Whoops. Right. TV Guide said, Beaver and Wally take over a paper route. 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 Take over? Well, I guess. Doesn't matter. I, I guess so. That's, all, so that's then, all it says? That's it. It's short and sweet and to the point. Um, uh-huh. I think it's missing some things. I had said, Wally and the Beave become paper boys to earn money for a new bicycle. Ward and June help out and unnecessarily complicate the whole thing more than once yeah uh mine was the boys need a new bike so they get a paper route to fund it but once their parents interfere they nearly get skinned alive oh a <laughs> call back to the episode <laughs> uh and do you have a words world i don't and the reason is i tried to do it three times and it kept frustrating me so much i was like you know what not everyone has to have a words world ah Okay. And I'm excited to hear what you said. I for sure have a world awards world. Okay. This episode in particular was very awardy. It was. Maybe that's why it rubbed yeah. me. So my synopsis, as if this show was about Ward Cleaver and the people in his life, is Ward tells his sons a story from his college days and it inspires them to get a job. Still, they call on their dad for help. When he helps too much, he has a chance to help some more and gets rewarded for how great he is. Oh, that is so good. I'm so glad you're my co-host. <laughs> I'm glad you're my co-host. You just, just make saying. everything better. Yeah. Oh, friendship. Um, this episode <laughs> aired uh, January 31st, 1958. Um, what is there? Oh, wait. So- are you serious? Yeah. January 31st, 1958. Yeah, yeah why? Is that a date specific? Uh, yes, what's up? there is. There, okay, we'll get there. What? But I want to What? Are, okay, this episode is in the future because June Cleaver writes a check, and the oh date on the check is March 7th of 1958. Really? This episode is in the future of when it aired. That's wild. I wonder if it was supposed to air later. Huh. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Yes, and we I will get to that. I took a screen grab of it and... We will for sure get to that. Um, mm. So yeah, this one starts off with, uh, instead of Hugh Beaumont's little uh, thing about, I don't know brothers and or siblings or uh sharing or whatever he usually talks about uh how hard it is to be a parent this one is just a scene from the show it's just a little segment from one of the scenes to kind of set you up for what you're about to see i thought that was very interesting yeah it feels now that they have set up and i know that a lot of shows maybe all of them the first you know, six to ten episodes of the first season, 
you know, we sort of are trying to live in the world, but we're still figuring out who the people are. And a lot of right. things change in like season two and three of, of very popular shows. Um, but they have set this up structurally so that every time something different happens, I'm like, huh, that's different. Rather <laughs> than just trying to get to know the the characters in the world. Because like right. you say, the world sort of repeats itself a little bit. Yeah. Huh. So. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it starts off with this little bit from a scene. And it's when the boys are at the newspaper office. And you kind of figure out what's going on. Uh, mm-hmm. They reference that the guy who they're talking to is named Mr. Merkel. And that they that he is giving them a paper route, but he has zero faith in them. Right. Now, is this a voiceover? I don't remember no. it being a full-on... It's a full-on scene? It's just a clip from the scene, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so okay. he says... This is where he says, if you make one mistake and I'll skin you alive. Both of you. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, he's a real piece of work, this guy. Couldn't you at least let us try, Mr. Merkel? We'll work real hard. We sure will. Now, you're only on trial. And remember something. You make one mistake and I'll skin you alive. Both of you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then it goes to the opening credits. Then it goes to the opening credits and then it goes to our first scene. Okay. Which is kind of like back to what they had been doing, which is starting with Ward and June. Mm-hmm. At the Cleaver residence, classic sitcom stuff happening. Ward comes home from work and shuts June in the closet. Yeah, there's... And then she knocks on the door, and then he opens the front door, and then he closes the front door, and then she knocks, and then he opens the front door. Right. Well, he didn't intentionally lock her in the closet. No. Uh, The the closet door was open, and he just sees it, and is like, oh, and he just, like, closes it, and Mm -hmm. then uh, knock, knock, knock. Yeah. Yeah, and then opening the wrong door. Very, very classic sitcom stuff happening there. Um... When she does come out of the closet, June's first look. Oh, yes. So she is wearing a repeat from season one. They're all season one because we're just in season one right now. Yeah. From episode 15, episode five, uh, five look two, and then episode one look two. It is a collared, belted, small checked dress Heels, earrings, two pieces of arm candy, and pearls with a teardrop heart pendant. In the past episode, I have seen this and thought, oh, that could be like a lovely mint when I was going back and referencing the other June's looks. In this episode, I was like, oh, no, no, no. Buttery yellow for sure. <laughs> That's really interesting uh, because my mind went to like a mint green. Oh. Yeah. No it's, joke. It's it's a toggle between when black and yeah. white sapia or whatever is not helping us out. No, 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 no. Um, but very, very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder if there is somewhere that has like photos of like color photos of the yeah. uh, clothing. Um, you have to imagine that kind of exists somewhere. We'll have to look sure. into that. Hollywood archives somewhere. Just, you know, even if it's just in a closet hanging the wardrobe has to be somewhere, right? Yeah, it's in the Smithsonian, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Ward 
kind of starts being very Ward-like here. And June is saying, like, oh, the boys wanted to talk to you when you got home. And he's like, oh, they probably have a problem that only their father can solve. I'm, fathers are best at that. I'm so good at solving problems. And she's like, I think they want something. So, sure enough. Mm. Um, yeah, then we go sure to the boys. Yeah, the, we go up to the boys' bedroom, and they are doing what I... I think Norman Tokar directed this one and directs most of these, but uh, he definitely puts the kids in really interesting positions sitting in chairs when, like, they're starting off a scene. Like, they're very placed, and I like it. They're just And like, there's a lot of angles. So many there's angles. Like it's really a interesting. A lot of bent elbows, a lot of bent knees, a lot of interlocking... It doesn't look comfortable. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're reading like comic books or something. And then they hear Ward coming up the stairs and then they just like line up at the door. But what I do love about this like comfortable interlocking of them when they're just like hanging out reading that comic book is that they're just such good buddies. They love each other. Yeah, like I hung out with some kids today, one about to be four and the other one six. And boy, those kids were not as close as Wally and the Beave. And it just like warmed my heart to like look at this screen grab again and be like, oh man, best friend brothers. Love it. I wonder if it being like 1958 had something to do with, or like 1957, had just like the mentality then, or the, the fact that. You know, back then you had to do much more to entertain yourself. So having your brother around was like having another part of yourself around. Whereas Mm -hmm. now it's, you know, it's just different. There's just so many other things that you can kind of latch on to that another person isn't the same as it used to be. Right. You know, there are a lot of things about this show where. You know, a lot of people who are diehard Leave it to Beaver fans will just be like, oh, those were the good old days. Things things aren't the same as they used to be. And I think that in a lot of ways they mean other things. They mean, I don't know, something about the family dynamics and, you know, the the dinner laid out on the table and a tablecloth always on. And I like, have a... A, a reference later in the episode too where I was like oh man that would never happen now uh-huh yeah so we'll that's get, kind of we'll get to it but yeah. yeah but if I was to say like you know things aren't the way they used to be in like a positive wave about the 50s it would be about the way that the, the brothers are you know so tight with each other yeah anyway so the uh, ward comes up and he uh, walks into the room and they basically just kind of say, oh, they're talking about how they've been late to school recently because their bike has a bad tire. What's up? Well, first they say, hey, how was your day? Oh, right. <laughs> and he was like, I guess it was OK. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. In fact, just going back on track, they've been late to school every day since the tire fell off their old bike. Yeah. So uh, Beaver says something about... Um, oh, did I write it down? I said the, oh, I the, did. Ward oh, yeah. says, well, I think we can arrange to 
get an old uh, to get a new tire on the old bike and the beef says wouldn't it be better to put a new bike on the old tire yeah that was pretty cute it was cute yeah so uh ward basically gets it out of them that they want to buy a new bike and the one that they want costs fifty two ninety eight. now louise do you mm-hmm. know how much that would be these days I don't. What's the conversion? I put it into two different inflation calculators. And one of them said $467.09. The other one said $509.39. Is it a golden bicycle? Well, I mean, if you look at how much, like, nice bikes cost now, it's, you know. Yeah. Not crazy. I mean, in my head, I thought you were gonna say something around like two fifty. Okay, that's, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. But five hundred is double that. Wow. Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, so, and um, speaking of doubling, do you remember from the unaired pilot episode how uh-huh. much the bike conversion cost? Didn't we do this one other time? Um. Yeah. Let me see if I can find my notes. Because I went back to look, and it was when I was taking notes differently than I am now. So I yeah, that's what it. I'm wondering. How did I take notes then? Um... I guess it doesn't matter. All I was gonna say is, in my head, I remember thinking like they ha- had a number, and it ended up being like twenty six dollars, or or, or right. Mr. Franklin, who is actually Fred Rutherford. Right. Would was saying like, you know, we'll give you twenty six dollars to keep the bike or, or something. I can't remember exactly. And uh I was thinking, I wonder what that would be in inflation and we had figured out it would be like eighty five dollars or something at the time and I uh-huh. oh you know none what my of notes this is my notes are in a notebook that is um not with me right now. But I know where okay. they are. So I, I will find that out. And you know what? I'm gonna uh I'll put that on Louisa2beaver.com to um for anybody cool. interested that's where we put all the screen grabs from the episodes and uh yeah so yeah just look so they there. want they want ward to chip in because they've saved some money and that's right. what they're gonna ask him to chip in to yeah, and he's like oh how balance. much how much have you uh saved up and they have like almost six dollars yeah they said that they went to the movies and so that cut into it a little yeah. bit which is adorable adorable yes yeah and then wally says that if ward pays the balance from their six dollars that he'll cut the grass for the next five years and i was like what first of all you're darn right you will it's called chores (laughs) like (laughs) that's what i thought when beaver was like uh i'll pick up my room for the rest of my life it's like it's like yeah you probably will you should (laughs) yeah Yeah. as a child to be your chore and as an adult so that you're not a slob yeah pretty Um, much but then i was thinking second of all how old do we think wally is 12 13 yeah i think he's like 13 or so yeah so in five years you're still gonna be paying off a debt from this bicycle like what about taking girls out to the soda shop what about buying a car they can ride in his handlebars you got to rethink these negotiations, friend. Or That's what completely I was de- 
or completely destroy the lawn make it more of like a like gravelly kind of situation yes like they do in the <laughs> southwest yeah but not where uh mayfield is no not at all no 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 no, no. you'd have to have um, a lawn in mayfield so uh it, it ends then with ward going let me tell you boys a little story oh boy i know eyes roll oh brother so uh, we get onto the kitchen, and Ward walks in, and June is kind of doing her thing in there. And um, she's like, how did it oh, go? And wait. he's like, oh, what's up? I was going to say, he. she says, like, how did it go? And he's like, well, I told the boys a story. Yeah. And she delightedly asks if it's about the time in college that Ward fumbled the ball on the one-yard line. Right. Uh, I just got such a kick out of her, like, jabbing him in that way. Oh yeah, she really give him the gives him the business. Uh, love her. Uh, yeah, it's pretty great. Um, so that's so he told them the story about how when he wanted to save up for a car, he got a job, and she was like, "Ward, you know that like they take your story so seriously, and like they don't have time for a job and all this kind of stuff." And um, that's when we cut to. The Courier Sun office. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. And we meet Mr. Merkel. Uh this is the same this is the rest of the same scene from the beginning, but they're basically saying that uh some other kid told them that they should go there and get a paper route, and he's like, You're not you know, that's not that kid that like ran off and didn't pay me that money or whatever and they're just like no he's the one who fell off his bike and broke his leg yeah oh Oh, and also doesn't he say something before they start explaining all this like i'm not even sure i want to hire you because your clothes are too good and you look like the kind of kids that are gonna quit yeah yeah and it's like come on man you don't gotta be such a jerk oh see i almost felt the opposite i was like (sighs) mr merkel was my favorite guest star in this whole episode Oh, I liked, I liked how, him. Uh, yeah. I I liked the fact that that character existed because yeah. it's like his job must suck. Like managing well, also, children all the time. Uh, yeah. And then like once you go through them once and you threaten everybody, then they still need jobs and you have to rehire yeah. them again. Ugh. I also got really excited about Jack Pistol or Pistol as oh, Pistol Merkel called him. And I was like, ooh, I hope seasons from now we get to like hang out in the leather jacket in the library with Jack. Or like <laughs> he's, you know, like in a clubhouse somewhere, somehow. Or like five episodes from now they mention like Jack Pistol's getting his cast off or something like that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that would just tickle me so much. Yeah, it's when they mention other kids, they're typically talking about kids that we've met. And like later in this episode, we hear about Chester Anderson a few times when we've met Chester Anderson. Mm-hmm. But Jack Pistol is someone who, to our knowledge, we have not met. Right. So that's uh, pretty interesting. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So then uh, they finally the convince says, him. Like, we're going to. Yeah. The beef says, like, we'll work really hard and we won't break our legs and we'll yeah. even wear old clothes. Yeah. <laughs> ah, it's, I love it. I know. Pretty adorable. And he begrudgingly agrees to give them a route. But that's when he says, 
If you mess up one time, I'll skin you alive, both of you. And yeah, um, yeah. Uh, not a super nice guy, but like in a way, I kind of see where he's coming from because he- man, what a crummy job. And the thing about Mr. Merkel and the character and the actor is that I feel like Fred Rutherford is, like, not a nice guy. But I feel like he's just, like, a, a older, per, like, an adult who's kind of a grumpstrump. Whereas <laughs> Mr. Merkel is, like, almost a cartoon. Right. Of a person. And, like, that's what I like so much about him. Yeah, by uh. the way, uh, Mr. Merkel played by Jackie Kelk, um, who I think is probably best known for his role in the 1934 film Born to be Bad, which is about a uh, a woman who gets pregnant as a teenager, and it's like, yeah, I know. Um, Whoa, risque. Yeah, played by Loretta Young, Cary Grant is the male lead and uh, Jackie Kelk plays her son, and it's like eight years after getting knocked up. Yeah. So, oh, um, wow. Okay. Yeah, so the, he was a kid then, and um, yeah, he didn't do... I mean, he was in plenty of stuff for the time. Um, did, like, the Donna Reed show... Did a I lot of love his, like, the Donna Reed show. Yeah, I just I think he did. What did he do? Three episodes of that. Yeah, three episodes. Uh, that was his last role, and then he just did like you know episodes here and there of all sorts of stuff. Uh, I believe he was in radio uh, for a while. Anyway, um, yeah, that's his that's his situation. Jack Kelk, Jackie Kelk. So um, yeah, I liked him a lot. I thought that he was a fun character because. A lot of the characters, we're seeing a big range of like guest stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have the people who Ward works with, who are typically annoying jerks, and uh, the kids that Wally and Beaver uh, introduce us to are usually annoying jerks. But every now and then, you'll get like something interesting going on, like Chester Anderson. Uh, who was the kid from Part Time Genius? Who was the actual smart kid mm-hmm. that made people think that Beaver was super smart? Um, or like Violet Rutherford, Violet who Rutherford. You're, you're supposed to assume is the bully a little bit, but she's just kind right. of fun. Yeah, love Violet Rutherford. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, then we go to the front yard, and, and- I want. Yep, June slip two. She is wearing a checked button-up shirt, rolled cuff jeans, dark ballet flats, and pearls, and it is the second time in pants. Right, and the first time in pants, I think that's also when she was doing yard work, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she was doing some gardening here. She's planting marigolds. She uh, had on different shoes and a different top, but, but she, she was did wearing have the dark pants. pants. Yeah. Uh, I noticed the pants and I was like, she looks way too like fancied up to be gardening. But <laughs> 1958, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ward comes back and they have this weird exchange about him bringing her like shelf paper and stuff. And it's like, get on with it. 
Yeah, in my head I was like, this is a metaphor for Ward and like him as a person, and it's too little, too late. Yeah, I I was just like, ugh, come on, this I know this isn't gonna like come up later, so whatever. Yeah, um, if it does though. Yeah. So then a truck zooms by and throws a big bundle of paper, newspapers right on top of June's new marigolds, and she is yeah. aghast. And they're really yeah. pissed off, and yeah, so they're all um, annoyed, and glossing then, over the fact that she had told Ward the man at the store told her not to plant them because they were out of season, and then she well, did plant them, and then they got trampled by some newspapers. That seemed like a little uncharacteristic of June to go yeah, against she's usually what the really guy at the sensible. nursery would yeah. say I but also know. have you ever planted marigolds i have they're resilient uh you don't think not so? my experience oh okay maybe yeah. it's the climate could be yes yeah, like, i feel like in iowa marigolds man you couldn't you couldn't squirt that with some weed weed stuff and it would still live huh uh, I think that I am just a really bad uh, plant caretaker. And they just didn't, uh, they just didn't make it. Uh, so, yeah. So Wally and Beaver come running out of the garage or whatever. And they're very excited that the newspapers have come. And they explain that they got the job delivering newspapers. Ward and June uh, disapprove. Saying they won't have time to do it. Ward thinks that it's good for their work ethic. Oh, the, by this time, the kids have already brought the papers all into the garage. Mm-hmm. Um, Ward thinks that it's good for their work ethic. And June says that every time they get a job, he ends up doing it. And then refer- references the perfume salesman. Yes, and the neighbors. They, She said uh, the... She cites the perfume salesman, which is five episodes ago, episode 12. Uh-huh. And then she said that time you were going to get $2 for mowing the Donaldson's lawns. Oh, that and the was the Donaldson was, were the new neighbors. You know, I... That they were scared of. I completely breezed past that, but totally, they're the Donaldson's. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So then Ward promises that he's not going to help them. And, uh, and then off they go. They are... Uh, yeah. They are being adorable with their little newspaper aprons on filled with... What's up? Before we go there, were you not unimpressed with Ward's over-exaggerating, needless gesturing about him, like, raising his hand? He's not going to raise a hand to help them. I did not even process Oh, I took a screen grab and I was like, get your hand out of my face. Like if I was June, I would have grabbed his wrist and been like, you need to stop now. Yeah. (laughs) It's, I'll I'll show you. Okay, so yeah. Adorable. I'll go back. Yeah. Adorable underscoring moments. I love a good underscoring moment. Yeah, so adorable. They've got the, these giant, like, aprons on the side of the Courier Sun, and they've got all the newspapers in them. And uh, Ward and oh. June are... 
What's the up? beave rears back. Oh, the yeah. The beave rears back to throw the paper into the window and does a little spin and falls on the ground because the centripetal force of the papers pulls him down. Yeah. And it goes right in the window. And Wally's the open like, window. You're lucky yeah. the window's open. And then when it's Wally's turn, he like chucks the paper right in the bushes. And yeah. then. And then the beeves like we should go get that and he is like nah that's the first place they look honestly i would almost prefer it be like propped up on the top of a bush than like on the ground you have to bend down less yeah Uh, i know right uh so yeah it's just kind of a little moment right there and then uh we go back to the garage and for june's third look It is a repeat. The skirt only. The top is new for the first time. The skirt is from episode 13, look 5. Episode 10, look 3. It's a dark... She's wearing a dark three-quarter length sleeve sweater, which is new, with a plaid scarf and a tartan plaid belted skirt, earrings, arm candy, and pearls. All right. Um, Yeah, so June goes into the garage and finds Beaver all by himself, and he is, like, folding the newspapers and explains that Wally had to stay late for school to make up a test. And in my mind, I thought, like, okay, this is going to be about how they aren't able to get their schoolwork done or they're not able to study or whatever, and they're falling back in school or whatever. But that's not what this is about. So uh, it's just about, like, how Beaver's planning to deliver them all by himself now. And... uh, he refers to Mr. Merkel as old man Merkel. Cute. And I'm like, old man Merkel, he's got to be like, I wrote down in my notes, he's like 35. At I did the, the math. top of the range. I did the math. He was uh, 34 at the time, but like yeah. about to turn 35. Yeah. And um, June ends up helping him fold the papers and she's like oh what if you did it like this and he's like oh that's a great idea and well also she's got absolutely no reaction when the beeve tells her like if i don't deliver these papers because she's like you can't do this all by yourself and he's like if i don't deliver these papers by 5 p.m old man merkel's gonna skin us alive both of us and june's like huh i guess let's like try to fold like if somebody yeah, right. said to my kid, I'm going to skin you alive, I'd be like, that's probably not language that I oh. want you to be speaking to my child. If somebody told my kid that they were going to skin her alive, I would like <laughs> already be at their place before she could finish the sentence. And like <laughs> talking to the, if it was a kid talking to their parents, or it was like an, an adult working at a newsletter place, I'd like go in there. Oh furious. my goodness. June, June just has like no reaction. None. She's like, oh, that She's makes like, sense. I, I, I learned how to fold these papers because I folded napkins in a sorority house. In a sorority, like, yeah. Whatever. I was like, well, So you're priorities. glossing over something pretty tragic here. Yeah. Um, uh, so then uh, she's like looking at the time and she's like, you're not going to be able to do this before. Yes, they have to do them all before five o'clock. And she's like, you're going to do this in time. So she's going to help him deliver. Mm-hmm. And... Um, he also has a really cute moment where he tries to pick up all of the papers in the apron oh, yeah. and he can't. She just feels he's bad too, for him. He's too little. He's too little. He's he's just a little guy. 
And now we get to see something that we very rarely see on Leave It to Beaver. <gasps> Rain in Mayfield. Is I that know. what you're going to say? Yeah, totally. And, Rain uh, in yeah. Mayfield. So it's like pouring out. Uh, we go to the inside of the house. Wally walks in and he like shakes his cap door. off. He walks in the front door. He like shakes his cap off and he's like bone dry, basically. But he mm-hmm. like shakes his cap off and Ward is like, oh, how come you didn't come through the back door? And he's like, well, I didn't want to get the kitchen all wet. And the rug hides the, like, water better. And then instead of Ward saying, yeah, but it's easier to mop up in the kitchen, he goes, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, again, I mean, it not does something... make sense. It does. It's not, it's not what he should do, but, like, it sounds logic. I also just i took a screen grab of the rain in mayfield and it was not some sort of sweet spring rain it was torrential it was yeah it was intense it was yeah and then again yeah oh some of my papers got wet not all of them yeah so they give them extras and uh wally's list of addresses to deliver to got smudged because of the rain so he came Mm -hmm. back for his backup list so right. I was, yeah, and I'm just and like, again, good on him, man. He's going to go back out there. Yeah. yeah. He could just quit in his good clothes. Uh, but then yeah. Ward says, uh, you know, questions him. You're going to go back out in the rain. And he's like, I have to do my job. And then Ward says, well, I'm going to help you, and I'm going to go get the car. But don't oh, tell your mom. Right. She, he says, don't tell your mom. And then – but." Going back to the scene prior, uh, June tells Beaver, like, let's not tell your father about this. So, yeah, Ward says, don't tell your mom. And then Wally's like, okay, I'll tell her that you didn't help me. And he's like, yeah, just don't say anything. Yeah, Yeah, he said, no, 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 don't be dishonest. Just don't mention it is all. Right. And I was thinking, same thing, slimeball. Yeah, Ward Ward. is not a good guy. Sorry, everybody. Not a good guy. So uh, He has his moments, but generally it's not his default position. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, back in the living room, time has passed, and Ward is... What's up? June's fourth look. Here we go. She is changing a lot this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's repeat from episode 13, look three, and episode eight, look two. It is a dark silk, thick collared, quasi plunge top, earrings, arm candy. But this time, instead of pearls, she's got a delicate gold chain with a charm. Oh, and a, and a oh. dark circle skirt paired with it. Very nice. Okay. Very nice. Um, yeah, so he's like balancing the checkbook or whatever, and he's he sees that there was a check written. Um, do you remember the exact amount? I do. It's $6.20. That's what I thought. You know how much that would be today? How much? $54.09. <gasps> oh, my gosh. She took an Uber to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> that's like... To deliver these favors. That's like Uber Plus or Uber X or whatever the like fancy like black cars are. Uber Black. I will say... <laughs> Oh, my God. I will say one of the things that really disgusted me, too, is that when Ward confronted her about the check, she was like, oh, I don't know. And he was like, well, I didn't take the cab because he drives himself. And 
then he says, have you been shopping on the expensive side of town oh, again? Yeah. And I was like, gag me. First right. of all, to say that to your wife in the first place, ugh. But then to add the word again? Right. <gasps> oh, I was losing myself. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of like any circumstance in which like, I would say anything like that to my wife, but it would never be in a shame on you kind of way. No, I feel like yours and probably mine would be in like a ba-dum-ching. Like the reason we would say it would be for the comedy of us saying it. Right. Not for the shame of the moment. Let's say, for example, I saw a Nordstrom bag in like the living room. I'd be like... Oh, did you get something? Like, I, I would, it would never even occur to me to, like, even pretend to, like, care. I have what an she example. Did. What's up? A very, it's a topical example. So, Chris, my husband, oh, is sometimes late places, and all of his siblings really, really razz him about it. And sometimes it gets under my skin because when he is on time, then they're like, oh, well, you know, you're not going to be late this time. So today we were at Home Depot uh-huh. and we were meeting some of his siblings there and we were there on time and, you know, everyone was very close, but they had to park. But we were like already parked and already inside and looking uh-huh. at Halloween decorations. And uh, I, I, I some like snarky comment was like, Oh, well, uh, you know, could have been late or whatever I said. I don't even remember. And I he threw me this look and I was like, come on. You know that I don't mean it at all, that I'm just saying it because everyone says it to you. And it makes me upset when they say it about you. Right. But when I say it about you, you give me this face like <laughs> but it was like that's the, the most direct correlation. Yeah. That I can see me saying something like this, Ward. Right. Well, we also oh, know that but, he has history of being a total jerk. Well, yeah, but she comes back with lightning fire because <laughs> right. he scolds her and says, you delivered like 55 cent papers in a $6 and 20 cent cab for those counting. Right. That's $3 and 70 cent difference for the time. But then he scolds her and says, you know, like we've got to let the boys learn how to stand on their own two feet. Right. And she's like, like the rainy night that you took the car out to help Wally deliver the papers? Oh, no, <gasps> she didn't. Oh, no, she Get didn't. Get it, June. <laughs> yes, she did. Uh, so uh, also, I just want to mention that uh, while I was watching the episode and taking notes, uh, I take notes on a battery-powered note-taking device, and it ran out of power. So I was taking notes on my phone, and I found it easier to use voice dictation and uh, in this instance, it spelled Wally as Wally, as in the Pixar <gasps> film. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. But that is super cute. To go back, this is the. I took a screen grab of the check. Yeah. March so this 7th, is this is the future. Nineteen fifty-eight. This is in the yeah. future. <gasps> Amazing. So. Um, then they had a talk about helping the kids and said they agreed that if they help them, they should help them without the boys knowing that they were helped. Nothing can go okay. wrong here. 
Yeah. Nothing can go wrong there. But to me, that moment was also like when you're playing. Uh, I don't know how you were when you were a kid, but when I was a kid, I would get so, so angry when I would play cards or a board game with my family who was older. Uh-huh. And they would let me win. And oh, I would yeah. always be like, do not let me win. If yeah. I win, I want to know that I did it. Yeah. And that to me was sort of like, oh, I wonder how many of those times, because I lost a lot, but mm-hmm. I wonder how many of the times I won, like they just felt bad for me because I just couldn't do it. Or like, did I really win that fair and square? So some of that, like, let's help them without them knowing. Yeah. I was kind of like, some of that's valuable, but also what could go wrong? <laughs> right. I mean, they're not playing war with a deck of cards. Yeah, you know, there might have been better ways to go about doing it rather than, like, just deciding something within 10 seconds and sticking to it. Mm -hmm. You know, there could have been another way to do it. Um, Yeah. Like, finding another way for them to make money and just, like, say to them, like, look, we appreciate that you're trying. But let's be honest. It's not working out, and it wouldn't have worked out if we didn't help you with this. So... Let's figure out a way to, you know, find a way for you to make the money so that you can get the bike that you want. Right. Anyway, uh, so they um, n- now we're in the garage and the boys are counting their leftover newspapers. As you remember, they have extra newspapers that they get in case something happens. And the way that it works is then they bring them back to the Courier Sun office and they get a refund for the newspapers that they have left over. Because mm-hmm. I guess they have to buy the papers in advance. You know? Yeah. I was trying to work it out Newsies style. So for uh-huh. like Newsies, they had to like buy the papers in advance and then they had to like go out and sell them. But if you're on a paper route, it's not like you can just drop off a paper at a random person's house and then be like okay pay me for this paper that I brought you that you didn't want yeah I mean but I, I see how if the paper just, gets wet or if a dog chews it up or yeah but also like they shouldn't they still shouldn't even if it's just them buying the extras they shouldn't have to pay for those in advance if because they can't control the rain or a dog chewing it up sure that too yeah I don't know anyway that's the way it is um, oh my goodness! Also, another thing is my the voice dictation. Every time I said Mister Merkel, thought I was saying Mister Miracle, and I was like, no, <laughs> definitely yes. Not. So, uh, um, Beaver, so Beaver's talking about how says a, a fun he, comment in here yeah. too, and he goes, you know, working isn't as much fun as I thought it would be, and I wonder why older people do it so much. Yeah, so cute. Uh, so cute. And then Wally is just like saying that if they didn't. I, I didn't write down exactly what he said, but like, oh, if they didn't work, then people would think be... they were silly. They'd have fun yeah. like kids, and people would think they were silly. Some, yeah, something some, like that. Something like that. It wasn't like, oh, people make money so that they can pay bills and afford to live places and eat. You know, right. <laughs> it was just right. like, oh, well, it's just something you do. So um, then they just like stack the papers in the garage until they can bring them back. Uh, we go to the living room and June. And it's June. Look five. Yeah. She's changing her clothes. Okay, repeat again. From episode 11, look five. Episode six, look three. It is a tie collar bow shirt with a chunky cardigan, which is a new piece, with 
a trio of buttons, belted tweed pencil skirt, earrings, arm candy, and if there are per, uh, if there are pearls, we don't see them. Okay. Because of the bow. So she is on the phone with the aforementioned Chester Anderson's mother. They haven't gotten their newspaper yet. And um, mm-hmm. so Ward is telling, I'm sorry, June is telling Ward about this. And Ward is like, oh, well, there's a giant pile of newspapers in the garage. They must not have delivered them yet. And she's like, oh, well, it's getting late. They better do it, blah, blah, blah. So they are and going to. And she thinks that they went out to play because it's Saturday and they oh, totally right. forgot. And they're not going to do it. Yeah, because they're irresponsible dopes. Mm-hmm. No, they're not. They're very responsible. No, they're adorable and they're very adorable. care about each other and other people. Yeah. So uh, Ward and June are going to go deliver the papers themselves. Oh, no. We know what's about to happen. So mm-hmm. um, then we see that the boys are getting a ride home in, like, the courier son truck. Uh, they have, like, a fun interaction with the guy on the truck. Uh, about, Love this like, guy too. About how Mr. Merkel is so mean and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this uh, was my moment. He, that what's up? Oh no, sorry, you were breaking up for a second, so I was. Oh oh no no, hoping. I stopped talking. <laughs> oh, oh now. It, oh yeah, yeah. So uh, the the newspaper <laughs> okay. guy had explained that um, the Saturday papers come in late because of the baseball scores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and, and then uh, you were about to this say? This was the thing I was going to say where when people are reminiscing about like a different time or a better time or a simpler time, uh, riding with your feet dangling on the back of a tailgate like down the street, you could never, you could just never yeah. do that now. And no. I don't know if I was ever on a street, but I definitely on like a dirt road did that or sat on the wheel, the wheel bed. Right. In the back of the, in the, in the bed of the truck or whatever. Ugh, you could never. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. People would lose their minds that you weren't belted in. Yeah. So then this is a fun uh, kind of segment where we're seeing a lot of Mayfield and Mm -hmm. uh, we see. Oh, there's a time he says, uh, you guys better get on the ball. Old man Merkel's a monster. And I, it was and like I, really fun alliteration. Oh, I just think it's so much fun how everybody refers to him as old man Merkel and the dude's 34. <laughs> Made me feel really old. Oh, my God. Just saying. Uh, so, yeah, we see Ward and June driving around delivering the old newspapers. And it's fun because you get to, get to see Mayfield, mm-hmm. uh, the different houses and stuff. Um, at one point, a couple comes outside to get their paper, and the woman's just like, it's supposed to rain tomorrow. And then the guy takes the paper, and he's like, this is like yesterday's news. This is like last Thursday's paper or something like that. Um, Tuesday, because it rained on Tuesday when oh, that's true. Wally was delivering the papers. Let me just tell you also what I, what I wrote with this screen grab. I put, okay, Nappy McNapperson, because he comes yeah. out of his house and he's like yawning above stretch. his head. Yes, cartoon stretch. And I'm like, what time is it now that the game's over? Did you wake up for your Saturday morning? You know, eat your breakfast, eat your lunch, watch the game and take a nap. <laughs> and now, because as he goes back into the house, he says, wait till I call that crazy newspaper office. And I was like, it's like immediate that you need it now when you just woke up from a nap. <laughs> well, 
there's also the idea that maybe this guy like did not read the rest of the script and all he knows is like okay oh, you're yeah. a guy who he gets a newspaper scene. for the wrong day and he's like oh i'm getting the newspaper must be the morning yes <laughs> i'm gonna play this up so that they hire me again to play this ongoing character although he's wearing like a crisp white yeah collar shirt it's like <laughs> if you were really gonna be like arms above your head cartoon stretching you're in your jammies right <laughs> yeah well it's because wardrobe knows that it's supposed to be like afternoon on a saturday oh my god, oh my god. i was just it, like laughing at my yeah and i love i love a good guest appearance i love yeah this I woman's up- collar on her sh- on her top I looked up the people, these these guest people, but they uh, weren't very notable. A lot of people who were in, like, radio and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So They could be yeah, notable in radio, and we just don't know. That is true. So Ward and June are delivering more papers, and when they toss out the paper, like, June tosses one out, and the guy's outside, like, raking the sidewalk or something. Yeah. And I I need to go back and look, but... That looks like the house from the party invitation. Oh, we need to go back and look. We definitely I, do. I have a screen grab, but it's of her handing the raking man the paper because yeah. after she throws it too far, she gets out of the car yeah. and runs to hand it to him. He looks at it and throws it in the yard. Yeah. Like that was his whole scene. Like this isn't today's paper. Yeah. Throw that in the yard. Keep raking. Yeah. I'll rake this up later. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, uh, we go back to the house and Wally is on the phone with Mr. Merkel, who has been getting oh, wait, a lot there's of complaints. One other, oh, there's, there's one other one? guest star and it's, a it's a guy in like a cardigan with a, a white pointed collar shirt, but he goes, how do you like this Marge? They delivered last whatever's paper, but he's I like, thought that, I thought that that was the first people that we saw. The first people were there's a guy and a uh, a man and a woman on the step, right? And then it's Yanni McYonerson, right? And she says, "I think it's gonna rain." And yeah, he no, says, no. That's I thought that, Tuesday's paper. But I thought that uh, I just remember him saying Mar. I remember the the name Marge. That's and the last they, guy. Oh, that's the last guy. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, we're back at the house. And the boys are on the phone with Mr. Merkel, who's getting a lot of complaints. And they, Wally keeps on trying to like interject, but like doesn't have the chance. And uh, they hang up the phone, and they find out that they've been fired. Yeah, they they're kind of confused. They sit in the in the window nook, and uh, they they're. They have the papers that they haven't delivered yet, so I don't know. Now I'm all messed up, though, because of that check. I mean, if the whole episode's in the future, like, <laughs> there's just different things happening now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ward and Wondering June get... what went wrong. Yeah. Ward, yeah, they're sitting in the little window seat and just, like, being all forlorn. Ward and June get home, and they start to chew out the boys... They're also like rubbing their arms, like oh, all the paper delivering is so right. <laughs> really taxing from a car. Yeah, uh, the boys explain 
uh, that they got fired and say what happened. And as soon as they're explaining, like, everyone got the wrong newspapers, but we haven't delivered them yet. We just got them. And Ward and June look at each other and they're just like, oh, brother, we screwed up. And um, June says to him, this is one of those things that it's like it's better for fathers to explain that fathers explain better. So, like, she's, like, about to say what happened. She's like, yeah, that's one of those things that fathers explain better. <laughs> and uh, then this one ends with him saying, did I ever tell you about the time I fumbled the ball at the one-yard line? Yeah. So that was that was pretty clever. I'm that glad was that clever. came back. Yeah, me uh, too. So now we're uh, we're up in the boys' bedroom. Uh. Oh, yeah, June would still be wearing the same thing she was wearing earlier. Yeah, right? it's the same. Yeah. Yep. So just checking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the boys are up in the bedroom and they're like reading comics. Oh, oh, this is where they're sitting in a really adorable way. Maybe they weren't earlier. They're they adorable both were. times, I think. They yeah. probably were. Uh, I just made a note of it this time. And then uh, June comes in and is saying to them like how they have such a wonderful father. This is where she's changed clothes. June's sixth look. Yes. Repeat alert from last episode we just saw this and last episode it was a a new one lumpy rutherford that's it lumpy rutherford it is a belted button-up windowpane flannel sheath dress with arm candy uh stud earrings and the signature pearls single strand sig pearls so um yeah she's talking about how like wonderful their father is and i'm like what is going on Mm -hmm. and um the boys are like very understanding about what had happened and um Wally's like yeah it's just one of those things Peter's like yeah just one of those things and um then Wally just tells Beaver that they can always get a new job and Beaver says that getting a new job is better than getting new parents something along those lines oh so cute I so also cute. was thinking, man, what amazing wisdom to be like, you can always get a new job. Like, right? they're not super, they were dejected for a little bit because I almost was thinking when they were down in the living room with the with the bags over them and thinking, how did we get fired? It's not like they were like, woohoo, we were waiting to get fired and then grab their fishing poles and go out to the yeah. auxiliary firehouse to just, you know, go out on Gus's Gus, we need boat, boat or whatever. Yeah, it's like they like thought about it but it didn't take them under so much that they were never gonna work again right you know they're Uh, already thinking they're just like wise beyond their years i guess Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so uh let's see oh yeah also during the scene june tells them that their dad is out and had to run an errand and in my mind i'm like oh he's just buying them a bike because like they really screwed up so he's gonna oh. make it up to them by just, like buying them the bike or whatever uh, but Which that's not the what case what happened with the projector right yeah uh so to find out what we're talking about there go watch the perfumes or listen to the perfume salesman episode so, uh, no, then we see that Ward is walking into the Courier Sun office. Love the Courier Sun. Mm, and love it. Um, 
Mr. Merkel is being a total jerk to Ward, and he keeps on calling him Jack. It's like, listen, Matt. Jack. No, oh, it's calls Jack? Him Jack. Yeah. Oh, it is Jack. Oh, but you know what? I really like that now that I know that his name is Jack. Oh, yeah, it is. I really like that now. Also, I really like it when anybody gives Ward a hard time and takes him off of his pedestal a little bit. Right. Like, Ward oh, yeah, walks like, around thinking that he, everyone needs to kneel down to him, and this right. guy was like, you're nothing to me. Uh, well, Ward walks in, and he's just like, hey, I'm looking for old man Merkel, which it's like, seriously, you're going to say that? And he's like, also, that's Also, I me. feel like, doesn't he come in and go like, <clears throat> or something? Oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'll get to you in a bit. And then he like does it again, and he's like, I see you. I'm going to yeah. get to you in a bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's face it. Everybody relies on the Courier Sun for their news. It's not like they need to be polite to everybody to like keep their business. They're gonna right. still have everyone's business. It's fine. There's only so, one newspaper, as far as the I know. Courier Sun. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so, um, what basically ends up happening is Ward says that his company advertises in the Courier Sun, and. Uh, alludes to the idea that he's threatening to pull the advertising unless he doesn't give the kids their job back which it's like is that legal also do you have the authority to do that right and part of me was thinking because that wasn't his first tactic his first tactic was like i just want you to know that my kids didn't mess up i intervened and then old man merkel was like "Uh uh-huh so what right like there are still consequences in life and and then he went to the weird threat which we can get into this later in a personal discussion but if anyone loves the book have you seen my hat i don't know if i can be your friend because i just (laughs) hate this children's book so much but it was like that moment that i was watching this and i was like you know this is a sitcom and it's like a family show but it's told from the kids perspective and it's more for the kids and they're not as dense as you might think and they're picking up on all sorts of things and this is maybe not a message that you want to be sending yeah i just felt really grossed out by it and i liked that old man merkel gave him a hard time gave him the business yeah Mm -hmm. so um but then he caved the th- yeah, he caved. Uh. <coughs> <coughs> I see you, Jack. What are you in a minute? Uh, son, uh, I'd like to speak to uh, old man Merkel. I'm old man Merkel. <laughs> Keep your shirt on. Now. What's your problem, Jack? (laughs) Well, uh, I'd like to talk to you about the two Cleaver boys. Cleaver? Oh, you mean those two kids who goofed up the route last night, huh? You get last week's paper, too? Oh, no, 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 I didn't. Uh, No, you see, uh, I'm their father. So? (laughs) Well, so it it wasn't their fault about the mix-up. What do you mean it wasn't their fault? It was their route, wasn't it? Yes, yes, it was, uh, but... uh, (laughs) Well, you see, I deliver those papers. <laughs> Why would you do a thing like that, Jack? <laughs> My wife and I were trying to help the boys, and we got hold of the wrong papers. And don't call me Jack. Okay, mister. What do you want me to do? 
I want you to give the boys back their route. Seems to me that even a man with your limited perspicacity should be able to see that's the only fair thing to do. Are you trying to insult me, Jack? <sighs> Look, son, my company does a good deal of advertising with this paper. Now, uh, do you think we should settle this here, or should I go upstairs? Well, what guarantee have I got that the route won't be messed up again? You've got my word for it. Jack? Well, okay. So we're back at home, and Ward uh, is very proud of himself and lets them know that he got them their jobs back. Always. Uh, but what happened in the meantime is they got a lead from old Chester Anderson mm-hmm. that uh, there was a job packing boxes on weekends at the supermarket, and uh, they were uh, they were get about to get a ride to the supermarket to uh, I don't know have their apply, interview whatever yeah so yeah so it looks like Ward and June have their own paper route yep <laughs> I went um, more than once yeah unnecessarily complicate the whole thing. That's what I'm saying. He just keeps on. They just keep on digging themselves into a deeper hole. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're in the kitchen and Ward and June, like June mentioned something about how their kids are like outside. You know, June seventh look. June seventh look. That's which is a lot of looks. So many. Last episode there were two. This episode seven. Um, It is a repeat from episode six look four and episode two look three. It's a short sleeved belted button-up collar dress with vertical ruffles down the front earrings and a strand of pearls okay so uh she's basically saying that the boys are outside with their new bike messing around with it and ward is like oh well you know kind of hemming and hawing she's like go out there and you know help them he's like i guess i can you know just saunter out there and you know to see what's going on he's being like really weird about it he also makes some comment about how because they're putting together the bike and working together as a team and have oh he's you know, unnecessary as hard, yeah. yeah that they don't they don't need him anymore yeah and i was like then get out of here like <laughs> yeah so yeah right no. <laughs> so then uh we go to the garage and the boys are polishing their bike and I checked because I was curious to see if this was the same bike from the unaired pilot, It's a Small World. It is not. Oh, But I okay. thought that it might be because the seat looks the same. It's kind of like a two-tone seat situation. But the bike from It's a Small World has, like, um, on the bar that kind of goes down from the seat to where the pedals are, there's, like, these little lines on it. And... Uh, slightly different shape to the body but i was like it's got to be the same bike right it is not and props department did their job they did so uh they're polishing the bike and i ward is like well now i bet you guys are gonna fight over who gets to have the first ride and they're just like no we've already decided we want you to have the first ride and then he's he's a little like verklempt by their generosity And they're like, oh, well, you probably don't want to ride on a kid's bike. And they're yeah. trying to make an excuse for him to to be able to decline such a silly thing. And he was yeah. like, no, nah, I'm doing it and rides yeah. off into the sunset. 
it'd be funny if like they did they still haven't attached the wheels or something and you just like crash Fly into off. <laughs> yeah, right? I was gonna say too like I I had bikes in my youth and I was pretty mean to my bikes like I was hopping up and up and off curbs uh-huh. I was riding through like fields of grass I was like riding in like two three inches worth of water over rocks to go like across a stream never once did a tire just like fall off yeah right what were the boys doing to their first bike well maybe the tire just just fell off maybe they just cheaped out on uh bicycle stuff um but i there's one more thing that i want to talk about before we get to our g golly rating uh this episode was written by somebody named uh, Fran Van uh, Hartsfeld. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I don't know if it's a man or a woman, but uh, Fran Van Hartsfeld wrote, you know, one episode of shows here and there, but wrote Mm -hmm. three episodes of Leave it to Beaver. This is the first. Uh, There's another one in the second season. And then there's this one in the first season, uh, episode 22. And... Guess what it's called? Think hmm. about this episode and think okay. about one of the things that we talk about a lot on this show and something that like has come up a lot in this episode. Intervening parents? Uh, it's mo- I'm talking more about Ward specifically. Like right up to the very, very end, it's all about like, you know, even June saying unnecessary like, you know- father. Well, yeah, right. No, it's like June's like, you know how great your father is, right? Like everything's about like Ward going in to like save the day and, you know, Ward getting to ride the bike. The the episode after this that Fran Van Hertzfeld wrote, the uh, season one, episode 22, is called The Perfect Father. Ugh. I know. I'm, I'm dreading, Me dreading too. that episode. Me too. I hope they bring it around because... If we're ready to move to G Gollies, I'm already projecting a one out of five for that episode. Oh, zero if possible. Uh, let me quickly <laughs> see what the other uh, Leave It to Beaver episode is that Fran Van Hertzfeld wrote. And that's season two, episode nine, The Pipe. So we'll see what that one's all about. But that was very mysterious. Likely we'll be getting to that one in like three years from now because <laughs> each each of these seasons has like 40 episodes, 50 episodes in it. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, Chigalis. Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to go I'll, first or do you want you me go, to? You go first. Five out of five. Five out of five, really? Yes, and I'll tell you one more thing. I might have to go back and watch Captain Jack to think to myself which one I liked better. Like, this may have eclipsed all other episodes to be my favorite episode. Why is this one your favorite episode so far? It ticked all the boxes that make me, like, just so, so happy. There was underscoring montages uh-huh there were tons of guest appearances that's true there were cartoon friends like <laughs> there was like a, a gas station guy a fire a fire guy old man Merkel couldn't have loved that guy more there were so many June looks 
The right. kids were working as a team to do something, and it was more like the parents learned a lesson than Wally and the Beaver. That's true. And it felt cohesive. Like sometimes you and I are watching an episode and we'll be like, well, that took a turn that we didn't think about ever and that thing never came back. There is one thing in this episode that doesn't come back. It's the shelving paper. But almost everything else does or it references something we already know to be true. Yeah. So... me, it's probably my second favorite. Captain Jack still probably holds the top spot, but right. so close. Five out of five. So I also really liked this episode. It didn't make me as happy as ones like the clubhouse because of things like spit off my bridge. Um, you know, I I could have used a lot more ridiculous little kid stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, Beaver being adorable, throwing the newspaper is pretty great. I give this one four and a half G gollies out of five. Okay. Uh, the things that disappointed me, yeah, uh, wanting a little bit more of just like ridiculous kid stuff. Yeah. Um, the thing that this episode did not have was an animal. Just saying. Yes, you're right. Now, okay, okay. And right. uh, and also it gets points off just because it's so pro ward. Okay. Yeah, you see. I'm going, going with you. From. I'm going with you on that journey because um, not only do you make wonderful points, and I'm so happy to have you as my co-host, but <laughs> I went back and just looked at the clubhouse. I yeah. gave that three out of five. What'd you give that one? Oh, I don't. You know. don't remember? No. That was three out of five for me. I'm like, what was really good would have been like brotherly love, water anyone, but I think. Voodoo Magic was a great Water one, Anyone is I... really good. Voodoo Magic is great. We haven't That's seen Eddie one. Haskell in a while. Let's... I mean, I'm four episodes. I'm I'm fine with that. Uh huh. He oh. get he he gets under my skin. I I do not care for him. Uh, let's see. Here's Voodoo Magic. Uh, what did I give this episode? I don't always write them down. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Um, we'll get better at this, you guys. So here's <laughs> something that I want to ask you. Okay. What do you think Eddie's up to while this is all going down? Hmm. Probably faking sick. <laughs> we are, he is known to do that, but he's also learned his lesson. Hmm. Probably window shopping for something beautiful to buy June Cleaver. Oh yeah, right. I think that he's I think that he's like slingshotting pebbles at like girls downtown or something. Uh skipping rocks in the river, something. No, he's uh, he's up to like no good. He's a schemy little devil. Anyway. Mm. This guy. Yeah. Alright. So, so because we don't have our common thread of uh the ward parables but at the beginning of each episode we have to find a different way to end these shows that's right huh um maybe we just have like a like a a send-off line like it's been swell have a gee golly good day i don't know uh how about just uh the oh let's do this uh 
Okay, everybody. I hope that you are excited uh, for the next episode, which is called Stand By, Stand By, Stand By. Child Care? Uh, it is. Tune in next time and watch Child Care. Uh, go to archive.org and you can watch all the episodes of Leave It to Beaver if you want to follow along. If you want to follow along with, with the things that we're specifically talking about, go to louisetobeaver.com and you can see all of the stuff on their screen grabs. And um, yeah, uh, louisetobeaver at gmail.com if you want to talk to us at all. Uh, yeah, got anything else, Louise? I got nothing else. Well, thank you for going on this journey with me. Have a gee golly good rest of your time till we see you again, and it's been swell. 